Luchador trying to get inside Kennedy. Scoop And will cater in. Shots. He hits the crossbar. Kennedy looking center shot. You're listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Behind the Mask. Welcome to Impact Sports Behind the Mask, the only podcast dedicated to Michigan State and Big Ten hockey. I'm your host, Andrew Burkle, alongside newcomer to the podcast, Ryan Collins. Well, Ryan, I think that we have to give a tribute to my friend, Jason Ruff, who carried this podcast for practically his entire time at MSU. He's off doing big things in Texas now, but I know he's going to be listening to this, so shout out to my main man, Jason. Anyways, on to the new era of Behind the Mask. Ryan, the Spartans didn't have any games last weekend because of the Big Ten, uh, the big football game against the Wolverines, but they did play two weeks ago against Nor- Northern Michigan. They split that series, winning 4-2 to two on Friday night and losing 4-3 to three on Saturday. In Friday's contest, the game was tied 2-2 late into the third period before the Spartans scored to take the lead with 2-12 remaining. Lewandowski was sitting in front of the net and punched it in to give the Spartans the late lead. They added an empty netter and in total got four points in the KHL line, a goal and assist from both Lewandowski and Hirose. In Saturday's game, the Spartans went down 3-1 but came back and tied the game up at 3, and then Northern Michigan got a power play in the third period, scored a goal, and the Spartans wouldn't have enough to come back. All right, Ryan, so what were your thoughts from the weekend overall as a whole for the opening weekend here? I think that first line, the KHL line, is... They're very hyped up, but very deservedly so. And I think they're going to contribute majorly this year. And they're going to be cause issues for a lot of the because the Spartans have such a tough schedule. They're going to cause issues for those top teams in the Big Ten and teams like Northern Michigan and maybe Tornell this weekend. Yeah, I mean, the, the Spartans last year, you saw they were so reliant on that line. And, I mean, they did produce for the most part, but they also got to get more production from those second and third lines, which I think they're going to get more from a more veteran group this year. Yeah, I think in Cole's second year, they're also a little bit more comfortable playing the way he likes to play. So, And I think Cole was happy the way they performed last weekend. So that's something exciting if you're a Spartan hockey fan. Yeah, the one thing, I mean, to be devil's advocate here for a second, I mean, you look at the schedule here, so non-conference, you got Northern. You open up with Northern Michigan. Then they travel to Cornell Ooh. next weekend. Then you got Ferris State, who's always tough. And then, and then they go to Arizona State to play in the desert. And then the Big Ten schedule is just the ultimate meat grinder. <laughs> so I think, I mean, they're going to have their hands full. I mean, Northern Michigan's not, by no means, is the toughest team they're going to play this year. Still 20th in the country, though. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's just, I think that's more of a, a statement of, where the Big Ten is and how tough Michigan State's schedule is there, yeah. don't you think? Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting, their expectations, though, this season. I mean, it's tough to gauge because, I mean, they're still rebuilding this program under Cole, but, I mean, they're going to be better than they were last year. I don't know if it will quite reflect in a major shift in the record, but they they have more talent. And they look more, way more competitive than they were last season. Yeah, I think there's almost no chance that Michigan State won't be better to watch this year and have more close games. Because yeah. last year, a lot, a lot of times, what we'd see when we, you know, watch these games would, State would go down early. They would go down, and then the game would be over. I mean, they just like they didn't have the horses to come back. And I think if they can sort of fix that issue and get the, you know, get the get the things started better early, I think they just won't be in that situation as much this year going forward. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, they. You look at their stats. I think there's something like ten two and two whenever they score more than like four goals. So I think it's important more offensive production this season from them. And like you said, they it can't all be on the KHL line. You cannot sustain that. You go against the best teams in the country. You got you're going against Quinn Hughes. They're gonna be able to shut down that line. So yeah, I mean, they're just. 
as like you said, this is only year two of Dan Cole. And yes, Michigan State fans have been waiting for a long time now to get, you know, the program to be where they want it to be. But it, like it's still year two and yeah. they're still getting their guys in there. I mean, you're starting to see more and more Danton Cole guys in this program. Last year was basically, you know, yeah, all uh, NASA's all, guys. all yeah, Anastas guys. So I mean, I mean, as this thing goes, they're gonna they're gonna be getting more and more Cole guys in there, more guys who know how to play in this system. And I think they're gonna try and get more guys from the program, the national program. In uh, it's in Plymouth now. It used to be in Ann Arbor. Yeah. I mean, you got Drew DeRitter already. I think that's. I think they have a couple guys from the program on their team right now. But yeah, they I'm, got uh, Tommy Miller. Yeah. And, uh, DeRitter. Yeah. And then, uh, I think that might be it actually. I, but I think it's important that the Spartans are able to u- utilize that pipeline because you've seen at the University of Michigan just basically grabbing all those guys and basically taking over this rivalry and be one of the better teams in the Big Ten the last 10 to 5 years. Yeah, and that's something Jason and I used to talk about all the time last year was that that there is no doubt about it. That should be the pipeline yeah. for Michigan State because these guys are literally the best players in the country for the yeah. most part. And it's and right in your backyard. In the backyard and not and then you throw in one of the most exciting things that Jason and I were excited about when uh when they hired Dan Cole here was he literally was the coach of that team. Yeah, so he's not that all, it's all it should be the pipeline already. So he was probably scouting guys. I mean, he knows these guys. Yeah. And then you th- throw in that it's only, you know, not even an hour away. It's perfect. Yeah. That should be the the pipeline for this yeah. team yeah. going forward. Yeah. So what do you think that uh what do you think the expectations for your what are your expectations going forward now that we saw the split against Northern Michigan, number 20 in the nation, but still I mean they split at home. What are your expectations for this team as a whole? What record-wise and stuff? Record-wise, I think they would ho- they're going to hover around 500 for most of the year. I don't think they're going to be spectacular by any means, but I think, like you said, the meat grinder, the Big Ten, I think this team goes on during the season, and maybe they, they're around 500, but I think you get parts of your schedule where you're playing Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State in three weekends in a row. That's pretty tough, so I don't know. I would say probably around seven to eight games below 500 this season. Yeah, and I think the one the more, you know, I was a little negative about the Northern Michigan series earlier, but one of the more exciting things for Spartan fans has got to be they got seven goals out of that weekend. Yeah. You know, and that's something that uh, their the team was better last year on defense, but they they did struggle to put the puck in the net, especially yeah. on the non KHL line. So to add seven goals, that, that's pretty encouraging, I'd say. Yeah, I mean it's I mean hockey in general, like you see it in a professional game, you see it in a college game, is a game of speed and still now, so it's important to put the puck in the net. Yeah, I mean, you can have as good of a defense as you want, but you're going against Penn State, and they're going to be ripping the puck at the net over and over and over again. Yeah. you gotta, you got to score. Going against I, yeah, you're going against guys like Joe said, Ohio State, who are going to put you in a blender if you're not ready. So. Right, yeah. So we talked about how tough the uh, the Big Ten is here. So we're going – now we'll switch uh, gears to the around-the-board around the section here. We'll look at the uh, Big Ten Conference as a whole. Number one in the nation is Notre Dame from the Big Ten Conference. They are 3-0-1. Number four is Ohio State at three and one. Number five, Minnesota at one zero and one. Number ten, Penn State, who's four and zero. Number twelve, Michigan at two and three, and then Wisconsin, number fourteen. So that means in the Big Ten, you have uh, every single team except for Michigan State is ranked in the top fifteen. <laughs> That's not fun for Michigan State, is it? I mean, it gives them a, a lot of opportunities to get some big wins <laughs> under Dan Cole. I mean, you, yeah, it's not fun at all. I mean, you see Notre Dame, a team that. Barely lost the national title last year. You saw three teams in the Frozen Four last year from the Big Ten. So, I mean, the production out of this conference is, I mean, it's the best in the, probably the country. I mean, Hockey East and 
is usually probably up there every year, but I think the Big Ten is definitely overtaking them this year. Yeah, you know, if the Big Ten wasn't such a young conference for hockey, I mean, you say young, it's yeah. well-known for basketball and football, but hockey, they, they're relatively young, so they don't get the respect. But when you added Notre Dame into this conference, That's this thing's the real hit. deal now. Yeah, I mean, this is top hit. to bottom. Every single team, except for you know Michigan State right now, is a team who's going to comp- expect to at least make the NCAA tournament. And um, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. I remember when they like were about they started the Big Ten uh, Hockey Conference, they were talking about getting Western maybe to be a team in it. <laughs> they had Notre Dame instead. I think that was the right decision. <laughs> yeah, they waited them out. They kind of yeah. just said, okay, we'll wait, we'll wait. And you got you to gotta give the higher-ups credit because I was a little skeptical when they first, you know, decided to do this whole thing. I said, well, you know, no one else really has their conferences. You got the established conferences, but it's turned into like a, I think it's a pretty good thing for the for the Big Ten now to have this whole this whole powerhouse conference. Really, I mean, I you've seen teams that who are not historically great. I mean, Ohio State doesn't have the history maybe that Michigan and Michigan State have historically in hockey. But these past couple of years, it's especially with the ascension of the Big Ten, they become a a national contender. They were in the Frozen Four last year. I mean, there, there's always going to be – Minnesota's always going to be good. That state has so much talent in the game of hockey. And you saw Wisconsin, who was a bottom feeder at the end of it. When Who was their new coach they got? He was a Red Wings assistant. Now he's, he's been there for about two or three I'm years. I'm totally drawing blank on his yeah, name. Let me, well, but let ever since up. he's got in there, I mean, Wisconsin's become a premier program. So every program has good coaching under under the helm. So that's important about the program. Yeah, and you're Conference, right. Yeah, sorry. like I mean, uh, Tony Granados was kind of yeah, coach. yeah. So yeah, like you said, if if you look at you know top to bottom, it's really coaching. You saw this, and you look at football, right? So Big Ten was kind of you know falling down behind behind the other conferences, yeah. and then they, they decided to start spending money. They started hiring good coaches. You got yeah. Urban Meyer in there, you got Mark D'Antonio in there, you got James Franklin, and you got Jim Harbaugh. And guess what? What do you know? Suddenly, the Big Ten is in the national yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. They they're starting to be you know compete for national titles and all that stuff. Same exact thing happened in hockey, really. I mean, every single team, Wisconsin got Tony Granato in there. Minnesota's rocks out. Like, they're co- just top to bottom. It's just really good coaching. And that's why you're seeing even Michigan State, who's not, you know, not a nationally respected, well, maybe not respected, yeah. but they're not a national powerhouse right now. But they have their guy, at least, it seems, like with yeah. Danton Cole. So they're going to at least be competitive. They're going to they're feeling good about it. And that's, I mean, that's why you see the the Big Ten so rock solid right now. And I also think the addition of Penn State has been so huge. I mean, that environment uh, in Padula Ice Center and uh, Happy Valley is insane. Or Hockey Valley, as they call it. I mean, it's... I mean, I went up there to cover a football game for Michigan State, and we took a look at the arena, and it's unbelievable. I mean, and I guess the environment there is crazy. So growing the game outside a little bit, and I think you'll expect more teams in the Big Ten to maybe add a hockey team, as it sounds like Illinois might add a team as they're discussing that. So I think the Big Ten is probably the best place it could be in its early run. Well, yeah, like you said, Penn State. They added their, I just looked it up here, 2012-2013 was when they added their hockey yeah. program. So Number 10 tw- in the country now. And they're number 10 in the country, and they've been good for a while now. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, they're kind of giving the blueprint here with uh, with Guy Godowski and that whole program that it's not that hard, guys. Like, the rest of the teams, like <laughs> Illinois, you know, yeah. they're looking like they might, and now it's, so it's like kind of giving the blueprint for a way to, you know, get a hockey program. Maybe get a team in Rutgers. I mean, the New York, New Jersey area loves hockey. So, I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities to grow this conference. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's been encouraging for sure to see that, 
like you said, Michigan State, pretty much every single weekend is going to have a tough game here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they have, there's major NHL talent in this conference, so it's very interesting to see how the Spartans stack up. Yeah, I'm just going to read through the schedule here. I'm sorry to, you know, just do this, but a lot of people probably haven't seen the schedule yet. So, yeah. all right, you, got start, you start up with two games against Notre Dame, then go at Minnesota, then Michigan, at Wisconsin, and then you got the GLI. So then you have Ohio State at Penn State. Minnesota at Notre Dame, Wisconsin Ooh. at Michigan, Penn State at Ohio State. Do they win one of those? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be. I mean, it the, r- be the ins- real question is: Do they sweep a series all year? That is a good question. I would say. I think they'll I'd, get one. I would. Th- I would think one. That if they got, I would say, I'd say if they were doing an over under for it in Vegas, the number yeah. would be point five. If one, <laughs> you make your pick. Would you rather have one or zero? Because that's that's pretty much where it's at. Like, who are they sweeping? I mean, is it, I don't is know, it maybe, Michigan? Michigan would be probably, maybe eh, their best chance. I you guess. Get a, I, so I would say the blueprint would maybe be you beat Michigan. What they have them first. They they open with Michigan at home. Yeah. So and then maybe you get the momentum from the home game, and then go down to uh Yo or to Yost and beat them there. Maybe, maybe that's the blueprint. I don't. I don't. I, I don't see them doing it on the road <laughs> at Penn State. Do you? No, no. And I mean. I mean, maybe home against Wisconsin. I could see them doing that. Okay, maybe yeah, that might. They did. They did have some success against Wisconsin last yeah, year, which so, always helps. Yeah, so. that might be the spot for them to do it. But it's gonna be dang tough. And so, if they really, if they want to have a sweep all year, they almost have to do it against Ferris State or Arizona State. Really, I uh, think the positivity too with the conference being so strong. I think it helps you in recruiting too. Oh you, yeah, yeah. You can just say, hey, you want to go play the best players in the country. Come play college hockey at Michigan State. Well, it's like Notre Dame. What they used to say, oh, Notre Dame has the TV. They're on TV every single week yeah, yeah. in college football. Same thing here. Like every single week, you're going to be playing a, a really high level program. This isn't. You're not playing. You know, in some small town somewhere. This is. You know, this is Big Ten <laughs> hockey. Like you're I mean, playing, and it has history. And it has, there's yeah. all, tons of history. Right. Yeah. It's not just some newcomer thing. It's yeah. you got Penn State or you got sorry Penn State. You got Notre Dame. You got Michigan State. You got Michigan. Like those are some. And those Minnesota. Some, and I mean, oh, obviously Minnesota, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, you got big-name hockey programs yeah. here. Anyways, on to the next section here. Stats don't lie. Ryan, will you uh, break down a little stats for us here? Yeah, I'm taking – I think you did it last year, Oh, right? yeah, you're taking yeah, my ta- segment yeah, back away from a, me. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty hard to top. <laughs> so to start off, the KHL line accounted for four of the seven goals the Spartans scored last week against Northern Michigan. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's Fr- about what you saw last yeah, year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Freshman defenseman Christian – Freshman defensemen Christian and Cole Trieger are the first two first twins to play for the Spartans in program history. So that's interesting. So eh. Stat? Twins I don't are know tins- if it's a stat, but it's definitely yeah, yeah, interesting. Not really a stat, but twins. Come on, you gotta mention it. <laughs> you gotta throw it in there. This one was I think maybe one of the most eye opening stats I saw. Sophomore defenseman Tommy Miller has yet to record a single penalty in a Spartan uniform and was one of three players in the Big Ten to not do that last season. And he played in every single game last year. That's incredible because I mean he was on that first line with Carson Gatt playing big minutes yeah, all the time. It's, and the, and it's not like Michigan State didn't commit a lot like penalties yeah. last year. Like they were on penalty kills a lot, so that's really incredible, yeah, especially it, for a defenseman. Shows that he knows how to play the game the right way, and more than anything, discipline. Yeah. That's huge. And a preview for this weekend: Cornell goalie Matthew Galaja. I don't really know how to say his name, but he's probably the best goalie in the best goalie in the nation. Had an average of 1.5 goals against, lowest average since w- now Winnipeg Jets goalie Connor Hellebuck did it at UMass Lowell. Making him Ivy League Player of the Year and a Hobie Baker finalist, Hobie Baker finalist as a freshman. Wow, 
Yeah, I mean, Cornell has some uh, impressive stats here. So now we're just going to transition into a little Cornell preview. Thanks for those stats, by the way. It was a good job. Nice yeah, first I mean, run out one there. of them wasn't really a stat, so hey, I mean, I'll work like, on that. We'll work on that. We had that. to slip it in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. Twins. I mean, twins, twins. You yeah. have to, so. All right, so now to Cornell. Cornell was 25-6-2 last year and won the ECAC and Ivy League titles and earned a bid to the NCAA tournament. They were also number one in the nation with the help from that Hobie Baker candidate and that with uh, 1.58 goals per game allowed. And they also were able to get into uh, 15th in the nation in goals scored per game with 3.09, which is impressive because a lot of times, especially in hockey, you'll see a team who is maybe top in the league in defense and not so high in offense or vice versa. So that's really impressive. Uh, shows you a little bit of what Michigan State will be going against this weekend. They Cornell also returns three of their top six point getters from last season. And obviously the Hobie Baker candidate who in net, whose name we all are going to have a t- hard time saying. <laughs> it's spelled Matthew, just for the people who can't see. Matthew, G-A-L-A-J-D-A. That's a mouthful. Yeah, uh, yeah, what? Galajada. Galajada. All right, eh, that's, that's enough for our yeah, train for... Yeah. So on, let's uh, transition into predictions here. What are, you, what are you looking at for the weekend here? I mean, I look for the Spurns to split. I mean, I would expect a rusty Cornell team to, I mean, it's their first regular season action all year, and I think the Spartans have a little bit of energy coming in after a decent start against Northern Michigan. I expect Lewandowski to score two goals on Friday, give the Spartans a 2-1 to victory against Cornell, and then I look for the Bears to bounce back on Saturday in a 3 nothing win. So, yeah, MSU coming off a decent weekend against Northern Michigan. I mean, it's not like they were world yeah, nothing, beaters. Yeah, nothing special. But nothing it was, to write home yeah. about, but good enough where you're feeling confident. And the Spartans scored seven goals, which is I, something they didn't do a lot last year. I can tell you that. They did not put in – like sometimes they would go four goals, one goal, or, you know, one that one goal and three goals. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but they didn't put a lot of four and three goals games together. So that's a positive for Michigan State going forward. But as the theme will be all year, Michigan State is traveling – on the road to face the number eight team in the nation. <laughs> like we talked about for ad nauseum there about the Big Ten, it's going to be, you know, they're going to be getting hammered. They're going to have to go on the road all the time and play tough games there over and over again. So I'm going to be positive, though. I'm going to take a split for Michigan State. I think they'll lose Friday, Cornell's opening game of the season. Like you mentioned, they yep. haven't played a game yet this year. So I think they lose Friday. In a, you know, it may, may not be that close, in my opinion. And then Saturday, I think that they will end up pulling out a victory and uh, maybe I think Lewandowski, like you said, the KHL line yeah. will be huge. I think especially in hockey, though, you like to see it. Like early season, I think you see a lot of teams are rusty. They don't really know what lines they like yet certain in the year. So I think the first game and first couple of games are hard to judge what a team really is going to be. Well, you look at Michigan last year. Michigan started off, you know, they no one really knew what they were getting from them. By the end of the season, they're like the best team in the yeah, conference. Yeah. They're like world beaters in the Frozen Four. So yeah. it, you just, like you said, hockey early season is kind of weird. You don't really know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. All right, man. Well, it was fun first run here. Yeah. I was yeah. glad we got to do it. Finally, you know, one week into the season here. But, hey, we, we got it done. And uh, When is Michigan State coming back home? Like, uh, Yeah, not for a while here. We don't yeah. have a home game until uh, Notre, Notre Dame. Or, no, they play Ferris State November 2nd. And, okay. then, one, and then they play at Ferris State. So then... Uh, then after that, uh, November 16th, they get Notre Dame at home. So, okay, cool. Not a lot of home games. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Spartan fans are going to have to wait to see their team, but uh, the game is on ESPN Plus if you want to pay money to watch this game. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to pay money? <laughs> well, I might have to. We're yeah, yeah, the team, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we got to buck I, up. I, 
Guys, I have money. ESPN Plus. I was joking. Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our first episode here of the 2018-19 uh, season. I'm Andrew Burkle. I'm Ryan Collins. And that's it for Behind the Mask. Thank you.